Good morning, this is Chris Shoemaker, also known as Yehuda Ben Shomer, and you're listening to Coffee with Chris, the time of the day where we share a cup of coffee and share a bit of the Word of God. All right, we are on our second installment of From Passover to Pentecost, and we're going to be discussing the Feast of Unleavened Bread. Now, when you read things in the Old Testament or the Original Covenant, like I like to call it, and the New Testament or the Renewed Covenant, like I like to call it, sometimes it's really hard to understand the chronology and the timeline, so I'm going to try to beautifully seam these two together so you can understand it a little better. So let's start out with a Feast of Unleavened Bread on God's calendar in Leviticus chapter 23, and we're going to be reading verses 6 through 8, and it says, On the 15th day of the same month, that's the month of Nisan. Now, the month of Nisan on the secular calendar is usually in the springtime, March, April, around that time. On the 15th day of the same month, so it was the 14th day, the 14th day with Passover, um, that was when the Passover lamb was slain, that was when Yeshua was crucified. So it says, On the 15th day of the same month, is the feast of matzot to Adonai, or the feast of unleavened bread. For seven days you are to eat matzah. On the first day you are to have a holy convocation. You are to do no regular work, so it's treated just like a Sabbath day. Instead, you are to present an offering made by fire to Adonai for seven days. On the seventh day is a holy convocation, so the first and last day uh, of Passover and the feast of unleavened bread is considered a Sabbath. On the seventh day is a holy convocation where you do no regular work. So we have on the calendar uh, the month of Nisan from the 15th of Nisan to the 21st of Nisan. And through this, these days, through, these, through this week, through these seven days, these are the things that occurred in Scripture. Now for that, you can go to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24. And for the sake of time, we don't have time to read all this, so I will tell you what goes on uh, through Luke chapter 24. And you can go back and read it yourself. And this matches with the week of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So first of all, you have the garden tomb, where the women visit the tomb. They're wondering how they're going to anoint the body of Yeshua because you have guards, you have this big stone. They don't know who's going to roll the stone away. Well, lo and behold, they get there. The stone is 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 rolled back. The guards are nowhere to be seen. Um, you know, they look into the tomb. There's no body. Uh, one account says that there's a there there's angels there. Um, you know, Mary Magdalene is all concerned and all worried. She thinks somebody has stole the body, even though she's seen these angels. And uh, you know, she sees this guy, doesn't recognize that it's the resurrected Lord, that it's Yeshua. She says, "Just tell me where they put his body." And he says, Miriam or Mary. And she recognizes immediately that it's Yeshua. She runs back, tells the disciples in the upper room that they're, they're locked away for their safety because they're, they're in fear of their lives because they're now fugitives because they were a part of this, uh, what Rome considers a revolt by this revolutionary leader, Yeshua, that they think is now dead. So Peter and John run to the tomb find the tomb empty. So you have that going on there. You also have the um, the episode of the road to Emmaus where these two guys are walking on the road to Emmaus and they're discussing the things of the past few days about the Passover, about the crucifixion, about you know Yeshua's body being missing. And all of a sudden Yeshua walks up, walks along the road and catches up with him. Says, hey guys, what's going on? It's like, haven't you heard? Where have you been? You've been living under a rock or something? So they tell them what's going on, and Yeshua relates to them all the prophetic scriptures connected to those events. And where does he go to connect those prophetic events? To the Torah, 
to the Tanakh, to the Ketuvim, to the Law, to the Prophets, and to the Writings, the Tanakh, the Old Testament, the Original Covenant, and they're blown away. So they reach their destination there and say, hey, it's getting late, why don't you come and eat with us? So they bring him in, and uh, they ask him to give the blessing, and just the way he says the blessing and breaks the bread must have been a very unique way, uh, a way that only Yeshua did, and all of a sudden their eyes were opened, and they realized they've been talking to the resurrected Lord all along, and he disappears, just vanishes from their sight. Also in Luke 24, you have what I call the upper room seminar, where the doors are locked, the disciples are there in fear for their lives. All of a sudden, out of the blue, Yeshua walks through these, these locked doors, shows up, out of thin air and says, hey, shalom aleichem, which means peace be unto you. So they're freaking out because they think they see a ghost. So Yeshua goes to great lengths to prove that he's not a ghost. He says, hey, look, see, I have a solid body. Come here, touch me. You know, um, he says, hey, do you guys got any food? Ghosts don't eat. Um, uh, spirits don't eat. Give me some food. You got some fish here. You got some bread here. What do you got? Let me eat it. And then uh, we, we see that this, uh, he, opens up the scriptures to them, just like he did to the men on the road to Emmaus, and through the original covenant, the Old Testament, he shows all the prophecies from Genesis to, to Malachi or to uh, uh, Second Chronicles, depending <laughs> upon the, the Christian or the, the Jewish uh, um, uh, order of scripture of the Old Testament that you go by. And he shows where he fits in and where he fulfills these prophecies of what just happened this past week. And Thomas wasn't there, and he's like, yeah, I'll believe it when I see it. So Yeshua shows up a second time, and he says, hey, Thomas, here, put your fingers in my nail prints and in, in the uh, spear print in my side. And he's convinced. He says, oh, you know, my Lord and my God. So these are the things that happen during the Feast of Unleavened Bread. So now you can connect Leviticus chapter 23 with the events of Luke chapter 24. So hopefully that this really enlightens you and inspires you to dig into the scriptures and put them together for yourselves a little bit better. And um, guys, thanks so much for listening. And I also want to give a shout out to my good buddy, Todd Shoppelry, and ask that you check out his YouTube channel, Truth and Encouragement. He has uh, some devotionals and some little sermonettes, if you will, uh, from a messianic perspective, kind of like the way I do. And uh, he, he uh, uh, you know, gives you the word of God that way. Um, guys, thanks so much for listening. Go out there and have a great day and a great week. Shalom and God bless.